the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for more Monster of the Week. Before we begin, let's check in with our heroes. That was by far not the Spider-Verse experience that I signed up for, but I think things are going to get better from here on. Maybe. I'm Hugo Rashad. That was a zinger a day. That's a good one. That was a good one. (laughs) I'm Agent Whitaker. And tonight, let's rebuild some bridges. Oh, <laughs> That was so cute. <laughs> that was so simple and good. I loved that. If we're still in some kind of nightmare dream world thing, just leave me here. Don't wake me up. I'm good here. I'm Raven Eugenia. And once again, the day is saved thanks to the power of Damien Angelo Edgecrest. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Powerpuff Girls reference? (laughs) Yes! Nice. That's fucking good. Oh my god, I love you, (laughs) Durs. Hey, moms. For moms, I think I'm traumatized here. Or should I talk to my past self here? I'm Felicity Starnbrook. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh man. I'm sorry. Ever since I learned the four moms thing, I've had Beetlejuice brain rot in my head. And like it was mm-hmm. too it was too much. It was so perfect though. Thank you. Wow. That was amazing. A vast and way anchor. All hands, haul away those sheets. Run the tops and foresails. This ship is sailing. Yay! <laughs> I'm Aiden Brightwood. Let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes defeated the Flatwoods monster, which turned out to be a corrupted celestial sent after them by the demon lords who are hunting Damien when Aiden was corrupted by the same magic which had affected the very first Flatwoods monster, our heroes had to work together and break through some terrifying, illusory experiences. Damien protected them, along with Rey, the guardian spirit, and in the end, everyone was able to face their fears by acknowledging some truth about themselves and their place within this group, including Aiden, when Felicity performed big magic to get to the heart of Aiden's mind and free her from the corruption, but also the burden of keeping a secret that should never have been kept. With the truth laid bare, our heroes sent the Flatwoods monster back to paradise, having cured her of the corruption, and then took time for some rest, shared other secrets that they had been keeping from each other, and 
We had a cute little romantic moment at the end there. We are going to pick up with some end of mystery questions and perhaps some level ups. A little bit of out of game talk for a change here on the Storyteller Squad. So, did we conclude the current mystery? Yeah. I would say so. Yes. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? Pretty sure. Yep. You're welcome. Oh, wait, sorry. This is out of character. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess it's not really we, you know? The royal we, perhaps, in Damien's case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Felicity did. Yeah, Felicity learned a lot. Yeah. We met a whole angel. That was pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. We learned that celestials can be corrupted. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're reminded that they don't belong here. Mm. Hugo learned something. Well, I imagine that'll be answered in the next end of mystery question. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? We definitely did. Mm-hmm. Everyone learned things. <laughs> we learned things about each other. We learned things about ourselves. So many things. Whitaker finally came clean to the whole group about how old he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of things. So that is two experience. For everyone. Neato. I think that's a level up unless I've been keeping track wrong, so. It's definitely a level up for Aiden. Nice. It's definitely a level up for Hugo, too. Yeah, Hugo, you definitely failed a little bit in the last session, I'm certain. Yeah, I'm one away, but I also realized last session that I was not keeping track at all this arc if I failed a roll. And I know I had at least one. Nothing for Whitaker, but I think he leveled up kind of recently. So that is fine by me. Uh, We talked a little bit about rebuilding Felicity's sheet. So I'm just not going to worry about experience right now. Yeah, we'll loosely track it and then we'll build things for season three when we actually get there. I'm going to mark two of Aiden's basic moves as advanced. Um, Kick some ass and act under pressure. Nice. I think that's pretty on brand for our action hero angel. For your reference, that's a potential future thing. Arcane Reputation. Uh-huh. That from Spellslinger? What is Arcane Reputation? Yeah. I'm not sure yet, but it has possibilities. Ooh. Do you want to read what it does? Pick three big organizations or groups in the supernatural community, which can include some of the more sociable types of monsters. They've heard of you and respect your power. With affected humans, take plus one forward when you manipulate them. You may manipulate affected monsters as if they were human. With no bonus. Interesting. You could get fake cred out of that. Yeah. Perhaps. Not sure yet. Yeah, I think future. Perhaps that's the thing for uh, Hugo. What are you taking instead? Possibly making something advanced. We always are hoping that Hugo's magic will be advanced. But at the (laughs) same time, that's exactly why we shouldn't do it. Let it happen. Let it happen. I'd do it, man. I'd pull that trigger. Yeah, go for it. Might as well, right? I mean... Yeah, why not? Hell yeah. Hitting, like, yeah. And you pick two. Use magic and kick some ass. Let me put it this way. You might want some advanced magic in the, in the coming days, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> That's not foreboding at all. <laughs> the I mean, strained delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Felicity has investigated mystery as an advanced move? Wow. She could have been solving all these problems on her own. Yep, she could have been solving all the problems. If Felicity had rolled well enough, she could have just asked, hey, is Aiden my mom? (laughs) (laughs) It says within the limitations of what is available. (laughs) I mean, if you ask me, that info was pretty available. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is Whitaker said the first syllable like once. Mm -hmm. Could have figured it out absolutely for sure. Can't believe no one else did. 
Nothing for Damien? Nope. No level ups this time. Okay. Wow. Hmm. I thought more people would level up. I guess I was just excited to give Aiden a little bonus after being hard on her for so long. (laughs) (laughs) She absolutely deserves it. I've been holding on to like the act under pressure and kick some ass advance because I figured like now that she's got her powers back, it makes sense to like let her be a little better when she rolls well. I did also consider making her charm not minus one, but I think she's still an awkward little bean. Wait, excuse me. Aiden has negative charm? Yeah, she always has since day one. But I like having negative stats on my characters. I think they're fun. Does anyone have anything they want to talk about regarding last session and regarding the monsters, the visions? Talk about in character or out of character? Out of character still. We don't have to jump right in. Out of character, just for clarification stuff. Yeah. Okay, quick clarifying question. Um, Does Felicity remember dropping into Whitaker's whole vision or? No. Okay. Part of his vision was that a manifestation of Felicity showed up, but she didn't actually go there. Cool. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I had that squared away. Yeah, the only people who actually had their nightmare vision experience overlap were Hugo and Whitaker. And technically, they were experiencing it separately. It just so happened to be the same scenario that both of them were in. So that's what happened there. Destroying the Eastie agency will still be just a dream for me. (laughs) Yeah, you don't remember that either, (laughs) Damien. (laughs) We had left off. You guys had talked a little bit and then had started to settle in. We had the Raven Aiden moment. If we want, we could say like that that was still sort of towards the beginning of your like coming down from the like adrenaline rush of the fight and all that stuff. So people could still be up and wanting to talk that evening rather than have a bunch of dramatic talks at seven in the morning. I think Felicity definitely wants to talk, but timing isn't really important because the person she wants to talk to is Aiden, and Aiden doesn't sleep. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like just post everything that happened, maybe she'd want to talk sooner rather than later. So if we pick up like right there. Oh, like right there? Like she stumbles onto the two of them? Oh my God, yes, that. Oh my God. (laughs) not what I was thinking, but I love this. I want this, yes. We should do that though, because that is funny. (laughs) That is really funny. I don't want to not do your idea though. What were you thinking? Um, I was kind of thinking like, you know, gather around the campfires, having like a little s'mores moment and just chill out. But I like this so much better. (laughs) Okay, we can do something like that. So yeah, maybe you were just looking for them to make the s'mores and just happen to come upon them. Yeah, that or like, I don't know, I take Ruby out for a walk. (laughs) A proper walk. Yeah, right. The last thing we left on was Aiden had said to Raven, no more secrets. And it was very cute. Yeah, it was very sweet. I think she might just take your hand and she kind of shyly bites her lip. She says, it's weird. I feel more nervous now. Me too. And in that moment. (laughs) Yes. And in that moment, we pan between them and it's a zoom in on Felicity's face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like out of an anime, like, (gasps) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ruby's also like, I, um, I... Do you guys want to go on a walk with me? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we can take yeah. a walk, sure. Or you can be alone. Just go back to being alone. That's that's fine. That's cool. No, it's fine. It's, it's really fine. We were just talking. It's um, all good. Mm-hmm. 
They definitely stop holding hands for a minute and then are like, what? This is stupid. Like, Raven tries to grab her hand again, but it like it's really awkward now. <laughs> you grab like just one finger. <laughs> they do the thing where it like isn't working if they're gonna be walking. Their hands like aren't fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, oh god. Oh. <sighs> so is this like a secret thing or no? no it's it it's doesn't... just no. Okay. Uh, Felicity is going to throw the leash at Aiden, <laughs> go running back over to the campfire and be like, guys, guys, you're not going to believe what happened. It's just new. It just happened. Okay. We were going to tell everyone ourselves. I suppose it was pretty bold to think we'd get 10 minutes to ourselves. Yep. We should have expected this. It finally happened. Oh my God. Ah! Felicity, where is Ruby? Did Ruby run off again? <laughs> no, she's fine. I gave her to Aiden. They kissed the Aiden kiss Ruby? (laughs) No! What? Aiden and Raven are a thing now! Wow, Raiden, we've been waiting for it for so long. I feel like we're not that far away, and Raven's just gonna wave awkwardly at everyone else. Like, hey, hi, yup, hi. Aiden is fully face palming and just holding onto Ruby's leash. Yep. (laughs) Took them long enough. We walk back over to the camp at this point. Yeah. Hey, everyone. So, uh, yeah, Raven and I are, um, we're together. Gives a little awkward wave. Yep, literally just now, just, just happened. Whitaker gives Aiden a very sort of self-satisfied smirk. So how long have you been waiting to share that secret? (sighs) Too long, apparently. And she'll just smile and take Raven's hand. But, like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. We don't have to make it a thing. You're too late. It's already a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's a thing, but we don't have to, like, we don't have to talk about it. But no secrets. Like, it's it's true. Do you guys want to have some s'mores? Yes. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm happy for you, too. I was starting to think we might actually save the world before you two figured out you liked each other. Just keep it clean in the tray there, all right? No, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. Um, Like, (laughs) it's still your space, and we want to respect that. So This just happened. We are, like, not Yeah, we've only been a thing for, like, ten minutes. That's not even something we've talked about yet. Don't even worry about it. Could we talk about literally anything else? I didn't mean to make everything awkward for everyone. Again. Oh, yeah. We can talk about something else. Like, me and Aiden's thing. Yeah, sure. And Aiden will come sit down by the fire and start helping to make s'mores. It's a little bit weird, right? Could you tell me more about it? So this is why I didn't tell you right away, because I don't really have a lot of the answers. I don't know why you're back. I don't even know how you happened the first time. Freya and I, I mean, it shouldn't have been possible. Everything about Ashling and you has been a mystery. And obviously now I want to try and help you figure it out, but... I don't know how your powers work or why you have them. You can ask me anything you want, but I don't know what makes you the conduit or why that is. So, yeah, I'm sorry. So, what do I tell my mom? Angela, you mean? Um, I think that's your call. I don't know her that well. I told her a while ago that you were important and that I would protect you, but I didn't really get into all the crazy details? Yeah, I mean, she'd only just found out I was an angel and that you could talk to spirits, so I didn't want to, like, flood her with revelations. Okay, 
as excited as Felicity is for s'mores, um, I think this conversation is just a little too important to her and she wants to go talk to her mom right now. So she's going to excuse herself to the trailer and go call her mom. Y'all go ahead and do your scenes around the campfire first. Like We can come back to me later. Yeah, okay. Aiden calls after you. Do you want me to be part of the conversation or... I, I don't mind being there. I think I got this, but I'll let you know. Okay, good luck. People around the fire. What do the rest of you talk about? Question about the scene. Mm. I imagine after having the monster attack and Aiden as a monster attacking and having Ray launching fireballs, that there is some sort of mess and or maybe not damage to the trailer for the sake of, you know, being able to continue the plot nice and smoothly. But I imagine there's some sort of mess and debris and Damien is just working on picking stuff up and getting things sort of cleared up. Yeah, I think Aiden has stumbled far enough away from the trailer when she started to be corrupted. So yeah, I don't see a reason why that would have any sort of damage done to it. But like, the chairs you guys might have set out or any cooking and eating utensils, things from like the fold-out grill or that sort of thing, all that would have been blown about inside the barrier when she was like flapping her wings and struggling. So yeah, your camping equipment and supplies have been just strewn about and yet they all end in a perfect like ring around the camp at a certain point. So that's the collateral of the scene. Whitaker will approach Damien. How was uh, how was your nap? I've had worse. Is this that night? Yes. Nap as in <laughs> the nightmares. Oh, nap is in the okay. Never mind. The nightmare nap. Yeah, fair enough. Damien would call that a nap. <laughs> Two episodes, a nap. <laughs> That's a lie. I definitely have not had worse naps. But um, I meant to uh, figured I should probably return this. He uh takes out Damocles and offers it to you, hilt first. It's technically yours after all. The equipment's pretty interchangeable. If you want me to carry it because I'm a strong, burly man, I can do that for you. And then when you need a weapon, I can, you know, pull it out for you, no problem. You're just going to be like my personal walking sheath for this cursed vampire sword? I mean, if it's too heavy for you to carry around, yeah. Damien. The subtext to this conversation right now. <laughs> don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Don't <laughs> don't think about it too hard. Listen, Damien, I'm thinking about the wording as best I can here, but it's there's no way for it not to sound awkward. But yeah, I suppose, you know, I can't really carry it around out in the open. Can't pull that off the way Ross can. Yeah, no, no need to. I'll hold on to it. It'll be nice and subtle. Uh, and, and Damien. Yeah. Thanks for guarding us. No problem. No, I'm beyond just the average amount of protection you give just to keep us alive and keep yourself from getting captured. That was, um, at least from what you told me, that was quite a conundrum you were given. And I am thoroughly impressed with you and thoroughly grateful to you. Well, 
You alright there? Yes. Sorry, my instinct was to have some sort of a mean comeback, but... That would probably make this less awkward. No, no, that was just a really nice thing to say, and I appreciate it. And... Uh, he starts counting out dollar bills. Whitaker, I... What? Uh, it's not for you. I just... I'm going to have to start doing this. Um, counts out 30 and just holds it aside. Oh, lost the bet, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, did we actually establish why Aiden's power was gone? You haven't really established that her power is back. Oh. Okay. All right. Then... Hold your money, Damien. <laughs> I kind of like the idea that Damien's assuming he lost, but you could go and check that out. <laughs> no, Whitaker, I, uh, I'm forfeiting the bet. The circumstances for Aiden's power doesn't matter. This is the right thing to do, and therefore I have to do it. So I am forfeiting the bet. We can, you know, play detective. I'm still curious what's going on over there. But I do want to apologize to you because I have not been an easy roommate. And while, you know, I do appreciate the compliment and I have tried to go above and beyond in some areas, in other areas I have been slacking and you've had my back on numerous times and I am going to be nicer going forward even if it's not as funny now Damien I've seen you do things because I've threatened you or because your life is at stake and I've seen you agree to follow human rules of morality because it makes your time here a little less rough when you say I'm going to be nicer, who are you doing that for? Are you doing that so I don't yell at you from time to time? There are good dominoes you can knock over and there are bad dominoes you can knock over. And when I go back to places I've been, the music store wasn't there when I went back. I don't want to knock over too many bad dominoes anymore. Even if they're small, they sort of tend to knock over other ones and get big. So I made excuses trying to get back at you or back at Aiden, back at the world. So a little slip up or a rude comment or something that could be misconstrued as mean, but not that mean in other circumstances. I. I need to hold myself to a higher standard if we're going to get through these apocalyptic times. Wow. All right, Damien. I'm going to hold you to that. I hope you do. And of course, it's still through my lens. So uh, please do speak up if there are comments to which I think are perfectly natural and fine because I've been listening to the wrong role models uh, and I will adjust accordingly. As much as it pains me to say that, what would you like in exchange for your newfound hospitality and kindness? Damien holds out a hand. A truce. 
I can do a truce. He shakes Damien's hand. We could jump back over to Raven, Hugo, and Aiden at the campfire. You guys are still making the s'mores if you want to have a conversation together. Well, it took you long enough. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. We get it. We weren't subtle. <laughs> I'm just saying, your brother's going to be proud. Oh, I probably should tell him, huh? Eh, it's time for that later. I mean, he didn't tell me about Jay, so I've got, what, like a year or so on him, I think? At least. I think we get a small grace period while trying to save the world. We're all just staring into the campfire a little bit traumatized still. Just a tad. Just trailing off laughter and then like, all right, we've had a really terrible yeah. 24 hours, huh? Let's take a moment of, like, friendly silence between the three quiet characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Several minutes pass. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aiden busies herself making s'mores and handing them off to people as they're ready. We had established last time that you told everyone about Dr. Kabe, right? Oh, yeah. He would apologize at this point. Sure, go for it. I realize I owe both of you an apology, technically. You, Aiden, for that time on the Ferris wheel, and you, Raven, for that time in the woods. I'm not the best at being entirely truthful about things, I admit. And I shouldn't let omission of facts be something that means I'm not guilty of lying. Thanks, Hugo. I imagine it'll be a little tough to break that habit if it got drilled into you as part of the Whispered. A little bit, but at a certain level, having habits is part of what my life's about. It's all another martial art in some way. I think we'll all benefit from keeping less secrets. Yeah, I mean, we've been through so many life or death situations at this point. I feel like if we can't trust each other, then who are we trusting? Fair point. Hmm. Speaking of secrets, do you want to try out what we talked about before? See if we can parse out some stuff? Sure, we can give it a shot. Yeah, you said you saw someone, but you didn't remember them? Oh, yeah, um, I don't think I've ever met them before, but at this point, I'm not really sure. But they knew you, so there's there's something there. They definitely seem to know me, at least. <laughs> I made them cry, so that says something to me, at least. That might just mean you were important to them. Yeah, or they made some very bad choices. Or both. Little column A, little column B. <laughs> But as far as I know, I've never met them. I am going to have Aiden roll a sharp check really quickly. And you know what, Raven? You you do it too, so it's not just an NPC taking an action. What Natalie needs right now is instead of sticky notes with our names on them, every time Hugo speaks, she just needs to have like a, a lie sticker that she puts up whenever yeah. Hugo's lying. <laughs> Truth or lie. <laughs> yeah. Aiden got an eight. Oh, so did I. Okay. Okay. I rolled bad, but my sharp is three, so. She glances across the campfire. Mira is still around. And she got up and kind of wandered over to to where Felicity went to go call her mom. Not eavesdropping, but just to be around if Felicity needed her. And Aiden looks back at you, Hugo, and she says, Do you think Kabe isn't the first spirit you've traded memories with? Oh, jeez. If that's the case, then I have definitely messed up something more in my life than I thought I did. 
I'm just trying to think of a reason why you wouldn't have these memories. Unless at some point you were in an accident? None that I can think of. None that you remember. I'm fairly certain I don't have any head trauma, at least. And up until now, I've done a very, very good job of not making deals with anyone about anything. Raven, if you want to treat that role as investigative mystery, you could ask a question. What is being concealed here? Well, you know that Kabe is not the only spider spirit, considering you recently summoned one, and they seem to know Dr. Kabe. That's true. (laughs) I definitely shared that with the group when we were all talking about the fight after we shared all of our nightmares and kind of feel like we always debrief on those kinds of things. Raven 100% shared what she heard between the two of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So there is potentially another source of information, story trading, that kind of thing, available to you if you wanted to pursue something like that. Hmm. And even if she isn't in the same business as Dr. Kabe, maybe she could still give us some more information. Maybe he has competitors. Just the fact that you are working with Dr. Kabe or have worked with him and have traded stories and all of that, I feel like it's not impossible that you've done it before. You know? It helped you out a lot. It wasn't necessarily a bad decision always. If that's part of your decision-making and your personality, who's to say that you haven't done this before? Maybe it also worked out really well for you, but, you know, something happened and they wiped themselves out of your memory and then you forgot and now work with Dr. Gabe. So, like an old habit then? Yeah. Great. That's fine. It sounds like it didn't work out for them if they were upset. Mm. Hmm. But that also could have just been the vision. I mean, I, I didn't have control over what you all were seeing. I definitely didn't have control in my vision. There was some wacky stuff in there. Wacky's one way to put it. Definitely some wacky stuff. Raven, I'll say this too. When Hugo said that He'd never met this person before. That was a lie. I had a feeling. I was going to ask. Kind of an obvious one, but like, I'll put that out there. State it as a fact. Canonically, his body like twitched or did something in the way that you know how to read lies on people. So he's definitely met this person with the glitched face that he can't recall any details Mm. about. I think with a lot of people, their tell is pretty obvious once you point it out but I think with Hugo it's something really subtle it's like the tiniest little like twitch of the corner of his mouth or the littlest corner of his eye it's like so subtle that even if you pointed it out to someone they might miss it I think he's very very hard to read subtle there's like an eyebrow that he like tightens a little bit when just he... a smidge like you yeah. have to be looking for it <laughs> to know hey Aiden How familiar are you with turn of phrases, essentially? Do you mean like idioms? I guess, or like, uh, does the phrase shade of my heart mean anything to you? Uh, no, not personally. Okay. It's kind of cute, I guess. It's like ma petite chauffeur or something. Well, in French, sometimes you'd hear mon coeur, which is my heart, you know, my my love. Hmm. Did they say that to you? Right? No secrets. Yeah. Proud of you. Thanks. (laughs) She grins and hands Raven one of the s'mores that are finished and says, and here I kind of thought we'd have a monopoly on romance talks tonight. Do you think it's from a song or like a poem or something? 
It doesn't feel like a pet name. It feels like a phrase that you say. You know what I mean? Mm. We should try to look into it. See if anything comes up. I'm trying to think of how often I hear people nowadays use the term shade when referring to a person. Hmm. It's definitely uncommon. Hugo, for one person, you have a lot of mysteries attached to you. Eh, oh well. We can move to Felicity again. You call your mom. It is four in the morning. Nothing good happens after 4 (laughs) a.m. Oh, but you know, time zones, you're in West Virginia. I was going to say currently or where she is. Where Angela is, it's probably more like midnight, one o'clock. Okay, awesome. What's the time difference between West Virginia and the West Coast? Probably three hours. So it's 1 a.m. where your mom is. But yeah, you call your mom. Ring, ring, ring. And she picks up. <sighs> Felicity? Hi, Mom. Um, what is it? Sorry, it's probably really late. Yeah, it's really late, sweetie. What's up? Um, I kind of just wanted to talk to you about something. And it can't wait? I don't think it should. It's kind of important. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up. Let me just get downstairs. You hear a bunch of rustling of her sheets being thrown away, and she slips into her slippers and heads downstairs. Uh, You can hear a little bit of clatter in the kitchen as some pans are moved around, and then she picks up the phone again and says, All right, I just put a kettle on. Um, So what's up? Okay, so my friends, right? We've been traveling. We've been doing missions together and solving some mysteries together, uh, like a lot of supernatural stuff. Do you remember Aiden? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's your friend. She's the, um, the angel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some weird things were happening with Aiden. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Is she sick? Can she even get sick? Uh, I guess she kind of did. She's better now. She's doing a lot better now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. But, um, while trying to help her, I learned something about myself. How do I deliver this in... A way that makes sense. Um, I found out I'm Aiden's reincarnated daughter. Okay. Yeah. There was like this moment where I kind of went into Aiden's mind. There's a muffling sound on the phone, but you keep talking and we see in the split screen from the viewer's perspective that Angela just sort of is sitting or standing in her kitchen and just leans on her kitchen counter and presses the phone into her night robe and takes a big, deep breath and a sigh out. And she just throws her head back, praying to herself, <laughs> like, what am I going to do with this kid? And, uh, and then she, again, brings the phone back up to her ear. Here's the trail end of your, what you're saying. Now there's like two sets of memories in my head and it's really confusing and kind of weird and I don't really know what to do about it. Felicity, you're reincarnated? Yep. And that explains my magic. Uh-huh. Well, I'll be honest, Felicity, I don't really know what to do with that information. I mean, you've just told me an afterlife is a thing that exists. That's a lot. At uh, 1 a.m., I have to be up for a shift in a couple hours. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You can always call me. It's fine. What... What can I do for you, 
because I'll be honest, I'm a nurse. So, you know, this magic stuff, it's it's your world. It's not mine, sweetie. So if you have a fever or if your tummy is upset, <laughs> I, I can help with that. But with this, I just, I'm a little out of my depth here, honey. I know. I'm sorry. I just, I wanted to talk to you because you're my mom. And you're the mom that I've known my entire life, or I guess this life. I just, it's kind of freaking me out a little bit too. And I just wanted to talk to you. Okay. Well, are you, are you safe now? You're not in danger, right? You said things were better. I mean, I almost died a little bit, but I'm okay. I'm fine. Ah, uh, Felicity, you can't tell me that. Please don't tell me that sort of thing. <laughs> I need to be okay with you being out on this trip with your friends. I mean, they do a really good job of protecting me, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Aiden said she would look after you before you left. All right. Well, as long as you're being as safe as you can be, uh, I just, I just wish I knew where you were. Where are you? Um... You're in West Virginia. You're in the cradle of the mountain mama. Yeah, it's not that. It's just, I don't think I can tell you. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I can tell you right now. Uh, we're kind of being pursued by a high-level agency. And I don't know what phones they're listening to. All right. Well, just try and be careful. I will. I mean, you're out there risking your life. It sounds like pretty constantly, and if this is what comes from talking to spirits and doing magic, I mean, maybe you should try and get out of it. Um, I don't know. I'll think about it, but, you know, my friends and I, we do a lot of good work together, and I don't want to just leave them. The work that we've been doing together, it's important. I don't want to just leave them high and dry. I understand. It's just, I miss you. I miss you too. I'll be back soon. I hope. <laughs> I hope so too. Felicity, you've always been capable of amazing things. And I knew that about you before I knew you could move things with your mind or talk to little critters. So if you tell me what you're doing is important, then I believe you. I trust you. And you should do it. Just don't forget about me. Of course not. Maybe call sometime when you have a bit of good news. It feels like I only ever hear when you've just gotten out of a deadly scrape. Oh, oh, you want to hear some good news? I can tell you some good news. Um, I love some good news. Aiden and Raven <laughs> are dating. Okay, um, great. Congrats for them. We've been waiting on this for a while. Uh-huh. Like a while, a while. Oh, so they were doing like a will they, won't they kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Well, that's nice. They're pretty cute together. Mm-hmm. It's been like 10 minutes, but they're, they're very cute together. <sighs> How are things at home since you got back from vacation? You know, they're, they're pretty good. Um, sort of back to routine, but um, I don't know. Maybe I should see a therapist or something. <laughs> It'd be nice to have someone to talk to. Are there magical therapists that could handle this sort of thing? It's just a lot hearing about all your adventures and, and being very new. At all this. Yeah, no, I get that. I can ask around. I am pretty entwined with the magical community, so I'm sure there's something. Okay, yeah, that'd probably be great and good for me and maybe us. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I don't want to keep you up too late, but I miss you and I love you. 
I miss you and I love you too, Felicity. See you later, Mom Prime. <laughs> wow, Mom Prime, huh? Yep. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll take that. That that sounds like a win for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that all week. <laughs> it's great to hear your voice. It's great to hear your voice too. Talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bye, Mom. Mira is leaning in the doorway of the trailer and her eyes are just like big watery sausage. She's like, Mom Prime? Ah, oh, I could I could weep for hours just over that one. <laughs> Amazing. You feel many emotions. Do you know any magical therapists? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got her. Oh no. <laughs> I broke it, Natalie. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that got me. <laughs> Woo! Breathe, Natalie. Breathe. Okay. <laughs> We're in it. There are faith therapists, but they're all currently booked. Mira says, Well, uh, I'm sure I could ask around. Who needs a therapist? Oh, uh, you know, my mom, Angela. Oh, sweetie. I mean, she wants to talk to someone. I'm happy to go talk to her. Um, <laughs> or maybe maybe Granny? I, maybe I'm a lot. I know, I, I could be a lot. But maybe Granny? Could you just go check on her, please? Uh, uh, like when? Like right now? Yeah, I really just want to make sure she's okay. So like, if you could just pop over there really quick and just make sure she's all right. Well, if I bounce back, I'll bounce back to Granny. And so I would have to drive to your house. And it is, it, I mean, it is late. She, like, looks at the moon outside. Trust me, I'm pretty sure she's awake now. All right, well, I can go now if you want. Yeah, and just, when you're done, just come back. Because kind of want you here with me for a bit. And, um, you know, I want to spend time with you. Yeah, sure. I mean, is there anything else in Autumn Falls that you and your friends need? I could, I can make a run. Oh, yeah. If you could go to the Maple Leaf Diner and get me a waffle with, like, all of the toppings, that would be great. <laughs> you got a craving? <laughs> yep. Um, I will have to break in. Oh, that's okay. I can do it. A waffle with everything. Yep, everything. All right. Woo! This is exciting. Oh, this is kind of like your next mission for the agency. <gasps> I should ask Whitaker if it's all right if I break into a diner and she steps out and <laughs> goes back over to the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> Whitaker, Damien, you guys can join people at the campfire if you want. But Mira is approaching you, Whitaker. Uh, and as she's walking her, like, I don't think I ever described what she was wearing, but it was just like a blouse and like a little skirt. But as she's walking over that, like, transforms into her little delivery outfit. I don't have a delivery for you, unless you have one for me. Well, I'm, uh, I've am i been asked to go to Autumn Falls on official Felicity business. So I was wondering if there's anything you needed there or picked up. From Autumn Falls? I don't believe so. What's she making you do this time? Uh, well, she wants me to check on Angela and pick up a waffle. What is your agency's policy on breaking and entering for the purposes of snacks? 
Bro, you just have to I pay mean, for things. Here, I got a credit card you can borrow. <laughs> oh, fantastic. She takes a credit card from David. <laughs> the, the registers have, are probably off right now. Um, it's the thought that counts. I'll just make a withdrawal. I mean, normally I'd say no, but if... I, whatever. <laughs> As for agency policy on the matter, I mean, that depends on who you ask. The answer is universally no, unless you ask Prithi, who has broken into places for snacks before. And I tend to agree with them on many things, so go for it, I guess. Understood. Would you like a waffle? That's that's quite all right, thank you. All right, then. It turns to the rest of the group. Does anyone else need anything in Autumn Falls before I pop over? If you're going to the Maple Leaf Diner, could you grab one of the cookies they have at the front that's shaped like a maple leaf? They're really good, and I haven't had one in a really long time, and I miss them. <laughs> also, they hand out the cookies for free sometimes to kids, so they won't even notice if one is missing. Uh, could I get one too? That actually sounds really nice. Two cookies for the new couple. Very cute. Love this for you, by the way. <laughs> Nobody else needs anything. She will tip her little cap and skip off into the woods and just sort of vanish in like a burst of fireflies. God, she's so cool. Cool girlfriend. I disliked her at first, but she's growing on me. Yeah, same. She's weirdly endearing. Natalie, really? What? Endearing? Really? I don't know. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> ah. Damien, have you joined the group? Yes. Damien was with Whitaker. So he's come back and he walks over to Hugo and hands him $30. Uh, Damien, I don't need $30. Uh, I am forfeiting. Why? Why are you forfeiting $30 to me? I am forfeiting the bet. Oh, right, right. Wait, what? <sighs> nope, nope. You can't use memory to get out of this shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> we made a bet that if, well, it it doesn't matter what the bet was. What was the bet? We're being honest with each other, remember? Damien, you probably should tell Aiden what the bet was. It's about her. Oh, yeah. Actually, it was, it was pretty juicy. Okay. So... You know how you were losing your magic and we couldn't figure out what it was? Well, I had hypothesized that when you were doing whatever sort of gain your powers back when we were at the Willatuck Lake Monster, that magic was what sort of caused things. That you had sort of gotten burnt out on magic, used too many resources, and Hugo said, no, it's not that. And one raise led to another. I, I remember that bet. I don't remember there being anything about money. Well, I mean, it was a it was a money bet. It was five dollars and then ten. Yeah, it got up to thirty dollars. I mean, the money was small potatoes compared to the really really juicy stakes. So it was really just sort of an afterthought. Fair. You were betting about my powers dwindling. Yep. To be fair, this was at the Hodag's place, and we were all a couple drinks in. Well, maybe <laughs> Hugo wasn't. I was. I know my memory's been a little bit shoddy, but if there's one thing, I wouldn't make a bet for just money. Do you remember what it was for? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do I, but I was like, I was going to share it. Yes, if I lost the bet, I would have to go and apologize to people. Nope. If you lost the bet, you would go and apologize to Aiden specifically. Well... <laughs> Please describe Damien's face in this moment. 
Durs looks like he's been told that his car is being revoked. <laughs> <laughs> or that, like, the food he ate was poisoned. <laughs> Those are two very different things. The grim look of realization and uh, acceptance. <laughs> it's the, the silent buildup before a long sigh of resignation. But if that's not what Damien's face is doing, please describe what Damien's expression is in this moment. Damien's face has melted and drooped and then pulled back and reformed. Horrifying. Love it. Yeah. I was getting there. Just doing the easy part first. <laughs> Aiden, when I life drained Felicity, you made it very clear that that was unacceptable behavior. And I didn't mention this earlier, but we know that Whitaker is one of the frailer members of the group who's been life drained before. And, uh, well, I did the exact same thing you specifically told me not to do. I, I life drained him. She shoots you a very quizzical look, Whitaker. For what it's worth, I did offer. This was after the bullets exploded and he was on the verge of sinking back into the place apart. Didn't really have time to sit down and pull out the med kit. It probably wouldn't have worked anyway. Yeah. Look, the point is that I can't ask to hurt you guys. I need to be a benefit to the group and I can ask for help in ways that don't involve you all getting hurt. And I made a point when Hugo tried to heal me to not do any life draining. So I am holding myself to that. But Aiden, I know these people are important to you and they're important to the world. And I won't cause them pain anymore. If we're doing apologies, I owe you one too. I've been really harsh with you, Damien. And maybe it's in our nature to be at each other's throats, but that isn't fair to you. And I definitely have not been my best self lately. I've said some cruel and thoughtless things, and I'm sorry. You don't have to be useful to be part of a family. We've said this a lot lately, but you're not here just because we need your powers. We're going to figure out how to help you because you belong with us. I'm not going to let my crummy siblings take away the only other one I get to spend time with. I I can be better. And I I understand your your actions and your comments towards me. It's all it's all very fair. You know, I'm not going to have the same level of, you know, instinctual trustworthiness, but I can fit in. I can make it work. I can help out and take things off your plate and let you guys focus on the good stuff. Hey, Damien, can I let you in on a little secret? Yeah. It was never about the bet. You helped me prove something. For all the things that our texts say and all the descriptions and stuff that say all the horrible things about demons and such, you proved that it's less about that and more about being able to make a choice. From what I can see, 
you understand both what it is to help others while helping yourself, but with the purpose of helping others. Frankly, isn't that what a lord is? Mm. We can all do better, Damien. Friendship is a two-way street, and I'm sorry I haven't been walking it. And she'll give you a hug. Yeah, Damien will give Aiden a nice big hug. We did it. We did the friendship. Friendship. Raven's going to give it a minute and then get up and join the hug and gesture for everyone else to join. Aww. Felicity is done with her phone call. She comes out of the trailer, sees the hug starting, and immediately jumps in on that. (laughs) Come on in. It's a group hug now. Roll manipulate someone. (laughs) Go for it, Raven. I was about to ask Mm -hmm. if you were joining in on this. I got a nine. Okay. What is the thing you say to Whitaker to convince him? And Hugo. I imagine Hugo also needs convincing on that group hug. Mm-hmm. Raven's not going to say anything. She's going to gesture with her hand to like join in. And then she's just going to look at both of them with... She didn't see Mira earlier, but with the same like big watery eyes of like, please... <laughs> We've been through so much lately. Just join the hug. She's saying all of that, which is big, sad puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Have you hugged your angel lately? Shit, yeah. Well, with that in mind. Get on in here. Whitaker will join the group hug, favoring the side with Aiden on it. I think it's absolutely fair if you and Hugo kind of lock eyes as like a we're not here yet. This is for them kind of thing. Ooh, you know. That's fair. I do like that better. Sorry. Sorry, Raven. That's all right. Raven kind of gets the vibes. I'm not saying you don't join the hug. Like, I'm saying, like, you hug Aiden and Hugo can hug someone else in, like, this group hug in quotes. Oh, right. There's no no cross contact. (laughs) And this is not a, this is not like a we all stand here for a really long time thing. I think it's like, you guys come in, give a little hug, and we're like, okay, we're done now. (laughs) So Hugo's going to join the hug, but he is going to grab Ray push them into the hug and then he's just going to watch the moment so that he can mark it as one to not lose track of okay oh that's sweet yeah we can say the guardian is like around enough that you push them into this hug awkwardly but yeah they're very stiff when they are like added to the hug and when they step away and you all you know again it's a very quick like little Aiden Damien moment that everyone else kind of like hops onto a little But Guardian actually approaches Aiden and they say, First Light, how are you feeling? And Aiden opens her palm and in an instant, it is filled with gold light again. Let's find out. Her wings manifest and she takes off into the sky. (gasps) (laughs) And you see she... Teleports in a golden flash. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and then teleports several more times. Woo! Holy shit! <laughs> Streaking across the sky, she then comes down and lands and looks up at the guardian as she takes a stance. Inari, give me your best shot. Oh my god. <laughs> the guardian draws on their power and hurls a massive ball of blue foxfire at Aiden. 
She charges at it, using her wings to kick herself forward, and with a golden glowing fist, she smashes through the attack and comes out the other side completely unscathed. (laughs) I think I'm back. Maybe better even. Stronger. Hell yeah! If Whitaker puts the glasses on, is he instantly blinded? Yes, you are. Oh, fuck yeah! (laughs) She's back, baby! And the guardian nods, lands, and looks to Felicity and says, It has been an honor to defend you. My mission is done. So wait, you're leaving? They don't answer that question, Felicity, because as you voice that concern, they glow and you all can see as the blue foxfire streams off of Ray's body and sort of pools and swirls and now visible, even without the glasses, Whitaker, and to everyone else, the fox fire takes on the form of a fox spirit floating blue and ethereally with those trails of ectoplasm. And Ray's form drops to the ground unconscious. Fuck. Shit. Shit. Hello, adventurers. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Today, we are excited to officially welcome our newest member of the squad, Mel. Hi. Woo. Welcome, Mel. Yay. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Mel will sound familiar if you've been paying close attention to the last few episodes. When we made the decision to bring her on board, we also came up with some ways to slowly integrate her into the cast and the story. So you've been hearing her amazing performance as Ashling, redubbing over some of my dialogue in the last few episodes, and now lending her awesome voice and improv to Felicity for a bit. So Mel, do you have anything you want to say to the adventurers? Oh, shoot. Um, Hi, my name is Mel. <laughs> um, if you're in any of the fan discords, you might recognize me as Meloette. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Um, I'm really <laughs> excited to be here. Uh, I feel super honored to be tasked with continuing Felicity's story, and I'm very excited to tell stories with all you adventurers. Um, Thanks for having me. Yay! We're excited to have you. We are so delighted to have you, Mel. You've been amazing. Mel is a gift and a treat, both for us and now for all of you. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But speaking of treats, we got to finish this mid-reel. Emery, take us away. Uh, Back to business. This week, our promo swap is with Pest Control, an actual play podcast with a particular focus on interesting horror stories. With dramatic flair, original music, terrifying monsters, and compelling characters, these folks sound right up our alley. Let's take a listen to their promo. What would happen if the whole world knew monsters existed? That they could be your neighbor, your barista, or your childhood bully? Hi, we're Pest Control, a mostly Monster of the Week actual play show that just started our second season, and we're asking exactly those questions. We are another tabletop podcasting show, but we utilize Monster of the Week very well. It feels almost like you are watching a show. It gets really dark. Yeah, and in between all that, we are a little bit of some silly little goofers. Sam enables some extremely impactful story moments built up from themes and creature designs. I'm William, they, them, and I'm playing Kelly Aberdeen, he, him, who is a vigilante who wants 
wants more than anything to be a monster and cannot become one. I'm Sam, she, they, and I'm playing Nami, she, her, who is an angel who fucked up and has to make up for it. My name is Jonas, they, them, and I'm playing Rabbit Moon, he, they, she, a demon boy who changes forms and plays with gravity. Rabbit is using the custom playbook, The Shape Changer. And my name is Keeper Sam. Come follow Pest Control as we watch the story of Kelly, Nami, and Rabbit trying to keep the community of Norfolk safe from the encroaching influence of the city. Come check us out. You can find Pest Control on Twitter, at Pest Control Pod. That's Pest Control P-O-D. A day is traveling, so I'm Hugo Rashad. <laughs> now that we're past our scary mystery arc, you can help support the show by telling your friends about all that sweet emotional damage we gave you. Word of mouth is the best way to help your favorite podcast grow. Honestly, who doesn't want a little recreational trauma these days as a treat? If you'd like to give us a treat, leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Those stars are like candy for podcasters, and they're delicious. We'll even give you a shout out on our socials if you say some nice things about us. You can find links to our socials if you use the link tree in our show notes. But we're mostly active on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at StorySquadCast. We also have a TikTok we occasionally use, but we're working on that. Bear with us, adventures. TikTok is a scary place. Durs is also traveling, so I'm pulling triple duty today. <laughs> Uncanny. If you'd like to support the Storyteller Squad's production, you can head over to our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash the Storyteller Squad. Follow the link in our show notes or look for us on Google because Patreon doesn't allow searches for pages marked 18 plus on their website for some reason. Every little bit you contribute helps us invest back into this show and you can join our other patrons in our community discord. There you can share your episode reactions, discuss fan theories, and freak out when we finally make your favorite ships canon. I'm still holding out for the Whitaker Olivia one myself. Which is a terrible opinion, but I'm Damien Edgecrest. Oh my god. <laughs> I will never make him straight. No. <laughs> Natalie, no. It's not canon. We're done with the horror for now. Okay. That's all from us for now. It's time to send you back to the story. Take care, adventurers. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Enjoy. Have Come fun. Come back soon. Goodbye, everyone. Love you. <laughs> mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> <laughs>
to a corpse? I don't know. I'm just trying something here. Like, ugh. oh, I love it. Around here, we call that last rites. Oh. Aiden kneels next to you. Her soothe ability kicks on, which is in full force now because her powers are back. So you do not feel afraid in this moment. But if your hand lights up, she looks at you and she says, Do you think that'll work? Well, I think we've got to try. And she'll look over at Damien. What do you think? I mean, I didn't see a spark when I saw Ray earlier. I'm pretty sure they were lucky to be around as long as they were. And it looks like the fox spirit was doing the animating. Maybe, but if the three of us work together... So, big magic? Big magic. Big magic. Damien starts <laughs> glowing a little bit. So does Aiden. Uh, Felicity's hands start glowing. Can I join too? If you want to. If Raven was just checking on Ray's breathing, she's already right there. Yeah, absolutely. Raven should be part of this. Her hands are also glowing. Biggest magic. A day, it could be even bigger biggest magic. Yes, if Whitaker was to help, right? <laughs> what the fuck is Whitaker gonna do? Supervise. He's there for moral support. Whitaker is gonna hold Damocles up in the air. What the fuck? While Hugo summons lightning. This is how they got Frankenstein back. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Are we doing Frankenstein? Wait, are we doing Frankenstein? That's badass. <laughs> this is your thing. It's big magic. What do you think? You know, Whitaker, that that sword is magical. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of magical. It can slice real good. Could be the life-stealing kind of magic. Was it life-stealing magic? I'm saying it it could have been. Oh, it could have been. If we're just talking about a magical sword that was owned by a vampire, I can't imagine it heals people. From what you saw, Whitaker, it seemed to have some sort of, like, boost to the amount of force and cutting edge that it had. It's enchanted to be a sword that, like, can never dull. You know, the way, like, magic is in Lord of the Rings. A sword that will never be broken. It's elvish made. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, Whitaker will not join in on a magic circle unless someone says, Whitaker, come here and do this. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Um, Though Frankenstein would be very cool. So here is how this is going to work. Felicity. Yeah. You're going to roll lay on hands. But because this is big magic, what effect of use magic are you attempting to achieve through this ritual? And Durs, I will ask you the same thing. And I already know what Aiden is going to be doing. Raven, if you also want to roll use magic, you would pick an option from the use magic list to contribute. Um, let's see. My gut's saying do something beyond human limitations? I feel like for Felicity, that's very on brand. All right, cool. I will do one thing beyond human limitation. Okay. Aiden is going to attempt to communicate with something as part of this big magic ritual. Raven, what's your effect going to be? Raven's going to try to heal one harm. I know that Ray doesn't seem hurt, but I think that's the kind of energy that she is like focusing on of like healing raise like body and mind. Damien? Yes, I think in the spirit of trying to, you know, bring someone back, it is in the summoning direction. And while he's not obviously not aiming for demons or hoping for demons, he is in a summoning mood. Okay. Everyone roll. 
Are we all rolling to use magic? If you're using lay on hands, add your cool. If you're only contributing with use magic, add your weird. And we will see how this goes. Okay, I got a 10, you guys. I also got a 10. Woo! I got an 8. Aiden got a 9. Seems uh, seems pretty successful to me. <laughs> pretty successful, for sure. Hugo, do you want to help out anyone? Now, how could that go badly? Hmm. If you wanted to help Raven or Aiden with their magic roll, that would get them to another success. I'm going to just roll the thing. I don't know which one it would help with or how it would actually help, but I'm going to just roll the thing because why not? Okay. You do have to see if you help at all first. Yeah, be involved. Here we go. Exactly. Okay, we're good. 13. 13 on help out. Who are you helping out? I would suggest Aiden. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a bad idea, so let's go with that. Okay. That's three successes and a mixed success for Raven to add a bit of healing to this magic. Felicity. Yeah? Do you say anything? I will ask the same thing of Raven, Damien, and Aiden. I don't think you get anything super poetic from Felicity. Okay. Just please don't be dead. Come back. You helped us so much. Damien? Damien isn't going to do the gargle. He's just going to hum. So you just hear this vibrating hmm. Raven? Raven's got her eyes squeezed shut tight and she's kind of chanting in her head, like, come on, Ray, come back to us. Come on, we'll find you. Come on. And just like kind of saying your name over and over again. Mm. Just trying to think about Ray as hard as she can. Aiden says under her breath, give them another chance, please. Hugo, what does your help out look like? Well, if it's helping Aiden specifically, what would happen if one was to mess with the electromagnetic field that controls the radio waves to help boost the message. We're going to find out. Science magic. I like it. I like the image of Aiden whispering this plea and Hugo just walking up, putting his hand on her shoulder, and then suddenly lightning crackling off the two of them. Technically, all lightning travels upwards. So you put your hand on Aiden and I think her eyes throw back. They shine gold and... bolt of lightning strikes the two of you traveling upwards and out and everyone with their hands on Ray those hands begin to glow and Whitaker Ray's form does not react but you see a lot of magic pooling above them in everyone's hands you feel something behind you a little breeze on the back of your neck as you stand watching your friends attempt this magic And when you turn back with the glasses, you see a door opening. Oh, shit. Like space itself is being ripped open and a gold light streaming out of it. You see from the ground, vines begin to grow up around the doorway that has opened. And stepping out is a figure in a mantle of flowers and grass, leaves, and moss. 
with the large headdress and the mask of bark with golden eyes shining from beneath. And they step towards your group of friends. And you all can start to notice this form, this figure emerging from the doorway opening. Whitaker, to you, this being's form seems to change constantly. In one instant, they are made of twigs and leaves and pollen and just a tornado of wind. And in another instant, they are water with fish swimming through it and kelp and seaweed. And then they are fire and stone and magma. They are grass again and rock. And then sprouting bark and branches, they are plant life again. To everyone else, it remains the single mantled version that I've described before. But Whitaker, through the glasses, you see this figure constantly changing. Whitaker politely moves out of the way. And Whitaker softly begins to pray. Felicity, you see the figure that uh, you've seen many times before. You hear this soft voice come from the figure. Why do you call them back? Because they're our friend. They deserve another chance. I think we owe them that much. Honestly, they're going to get hurt more, and I find that amusing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Somebody has to elbow Damien at that. I'm being honest. Thank you for your honesty. (laughs) I think Aiden would just, like, look at Damien and roll her eyes. If he's next to Raven, she'd give him just a little bump of, like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You see the fox spirit walk past your group. Again, your hands still glowing intensely with all this magic. The fox spirit continues to walk up to this figure in the mantle. And no words are exchanged. The figure looks like they're listening. Nine tails just drifting in the air like fire. The figure says, This This one one was was given given a second second chance. chance. They They were were taken taken too too soon. I I thought to give give them a small fragment fragment more. But perhaps you're right. Great deeds were accomplished through them. Yeah, the second chance you gave them kind of put a lot on their shoulders. They deserve a real second chance. A peaceful one. Like I did. The figure is looking at you, Felicity, as you're talking, then looks to Aiden, who just smiles and I think says nearly inaudibly, but Raven, you definitely pick it out. You should know by now what a wonder she is. And the figure nods and looks to Ray's unconscious form. You hear them say, Come back. Energy shines from Ray's form. All the magic that is in your hands is drawn out and enters her body. And she opens her eyes, gasping. And the figure turns immediately and walks back towards the golden opening. And Ray just clings to everybody around them. And they say, Are you guys all right? Yeah. Are you all right? Yeah, I remember. They scramble around and look and see the figure stepping through the gate. They call back and they say, Thank you. Really? And the figure turns slightly, nods, 
and says, Make the most of it. Steps into the gate and the vines and things are pulled back into the earth and it closes downwards and vanishes. The blue form of Inari, the fox spirit, looks at you all. Felicity, where are your spirits right now? Tom is in Felicity's hair right now. Mm-hmm. And Ghosty is on her shoulder. Inari pads over to you, Felicity, and just stops short of you. You're on the ground, so their fox snout is kind of right up next to your face and Ghosty. And Ghosty hangs on to one of your curls, like a rock climbing belaying rope, <laughs> and kind of leans forward towards the fox spirit. And they're looking intently at each other. Ghosty turns and looks back at you, and then looks to the fox. Inari also regards you, and then their head nods. And Ghosty lets go of your hair and jumps down into your lap and does a somersault out onto the ground and then pads over to Inari and puts a little paw up, and Inari's nose touches their paw. <laughs> there is a spiral of blue fire as Inari's ghostly form and ghosty spin together in a spiral, almost like a black hole where they're like drawn out into long strands and swirled together, and there is a flash and standing where the two of them were is not Ghosty, not Inari, something new. Do you want to describe what they look like? Sure. So this spirit has a white bleached wooden mask, kind of like Wendy's, uh, you know, with like the big black eye sockets, only it's shaped like the upper half of a fox face. They have a black fox body, with Ghosty's little wings, which have not adjusted in size at all. And they have a ghostly foxtail made of the sort of like will-o'-wisp fox fire that Inari has had the whole time. And um, they're still pretty small, like maybe 10 pounds, roughly the size of a fox kid, definitely not adult-sized. Yeah, so this new little spirit settles down onto the ground after floating in the air for a second and their tail made of that blue flame flicks back and forth as they glance around at all of you. Sorry, Emery, there's a new dog-like creature in the party. Yeah, sorry, Emery. Two dogs. <laughs> I, I can't believe you. <laughs> at least this one hopefully doesn't eat or need to go on walks. Hopefully. Yeah, no, but I do think they're going to be absolute besties with Ruby. So, uh, Emery, if we could see them playing together in some art sometime, <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. We can find someone who likes drawing dogs to do that art. <laughs> Please. So, this new combined form of the nine-tailed fox and your companion, Ghosty, stands in front of you, Felicity, and just walks over to you and kind of puts their head in your lap. You get the feeling Inari did not feel like her job was done and wanted to stick around. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Looks like we're both going through some big changes. She'll like lean into the spirit a little bit and be like, how do we feel about a new name? They just look up at you, their little pointed ears at the back of the mask, which like they're listening to you, but it's hard to read them because 
They are uh, similarly enigmatic, I guess, in their uh, expression, the way Ghosty used to be. Just a little head tilt, though. Yeah, but we'll take our time. Gotta get to know each other first. They just tilt their head the other way. (laughs) It's not a nod, but it's not nothing. Hmm? Yeah, they just kind of tilt their head the other way and will, like, crawl into your lap fully now and just sit there, nuzzle you a little bit. Ray is still, like, patting themselves down. Luckily, Aiden is there and she can use her soothe ability, so Ray is not, like, freaking out. Mm -hmm. But she's kind of, like, stammering. Yeah, I I, I remember I I was on the road and I, I bummed a ride and, like, we were in this intersection and we were getting along so well and then... There was this truck and just a flash, and uh, uh, then I was gone. And that person, the one in the mask, they showed up and said there was something really important I had to help with, and that I it could be a second chance for me. So, so I said yes, and and I remember everything we did. But I I I know why I couldn't know. It would have been a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're back. I'm back. And you're you. Just you, in a good way. Yeah, just me. <laughs> they are like looking at their hands as if they're like afraid they're going to burst into fire again. But <laughs> yeah, and it is like 4 a.m. So if you need to sleep off the death flag, that's completely appropriate. We also have s'mores going if you're interested. I would love a s'more and also a nap. Yeah, that'd be great. That sounds really good. In the morning, we can figure out where you want to go. You've got a. Uh, third chance. You can go wherever you want. Do whatever you want. Yeah, no offense. I think I might split. I mean, we could get you out of the middle of nowhere and then drop you off somewhere safe. Sure. Yeah. I'll catch a bus or something. I think I'm done hitchhiking. Yes. Public transit from now on, you know? Please. Uh, I used to be very anti the system, but some systems are good. Some Mm -hmm. systems would be better if we put a lot more investment into them. I'm not a voice for the narrator in this moment at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know what makes great transport? Yeah? A food truck. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, I did like those two. Yeah, and I, I need a job. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> they like fish into their pocket for their duct tape wallet. And they're <laughs> like, ooh, yeah, I really, that might be, that might be something. Yeah, we'll call them in the morning. Set something up. And you can meet them somewhere. That sounds perfect. Cool. And Hugo slips them the 30 bucks from Damien. (laughs) I think they get a little emotional. Thanks for looking out for me, y'all. It's been weird, but you're all pretty great. Thanks for putting up with us. I'm not going to give you a hug, Raven. (laughs) You've been amazing. I think we should all move over to the, the campfire so we're not just laying in the grass nearby. And we can have some s'mores and call it a night. It's going to be morning soon. <laughs> sure. Whitaker, how you doing after that moment of faith? I mean, honestly, yeah, he's um he wasn't really paying attention to like the the ghosty transformation or anything like that. He was just sort of sitting on the grass looking at where the um where the doorway disappeared. Mm. Uh yeah, he's just sort of kneeling on the ground looking at where the door used to be and he'll get up and rejoin the campfire Mm -hmm. looking at Ray in scared awe Mm. they seem like themselves what do they look like with the glasses on just a normal sparked up human yeah looks like uh, Raven Hugo Felicity regular people sorry Ray sorry you had to go through all that 
Small price, I guess. I mean, I'm back. I wouldn't have been. Small price? I don't think there's any price larger. I suppose I don't have to tell you to use that chance. Absolutely. I mean, and good luck. But, uh, they glance over at the to-be-named new spirit. I mean, without them, I, uh, pretty sure I'll just be in the way. I know you've had a whole thing about, like, we're not here for the powers, and that's not the most important thing about people, but, like, you are being hunted by monsters, so, ah, uh, yeah. Definitely gonna want to dip in the AM. Full disclosure, Whitaker only likes having the powers around. He doesn't know who this person is. <laughs> oh. I like this candid Ray. Ray has always been pretty candid, I feel like. <laughs> That's not quite the right word, but like clear-headed, like knows what's happening and is candid about it. I love this. You guys are fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, listen, in any other situation, we'd love to have you for a road trip. You seem like a really great person, but but yeah, you you might just die again. Yeah, I'm not about that. Once was definitely enough for a while, at least. Yeah, no, we'll get you safely on your We've way. We've got some spare you, credit cards. You guys are all incredibly impressive, and I really hope you figure out, you know, the whole thing uh, with Damien, because, I mean, whew, second chances and stuff are great, but if the world ends in three weeks, that's uh, a short third chance. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, like, scratch the back of their head. <laughs> How many amulets do we have left? We might want to give a parting gift. You have enough to spare. I mean, it would just be another one of you that doesn't have one. Right now, you are down three of the main group. Because they're not doing much for us. That's true. Damien, you have not mocked Ray in any particular way, have you? Damien has not done any of the mind control to Ray. Since Aiden is now a beacon once more, I, I, I don't know how comfortable I am giving up the one thing that might do something for us. I would very much like for Felicity to keep hers. Yeah, I think Ray is just a person now. I don't think there's anything magical or think interesting's the wrong word, but interesting to the wrong people. Yeah. If they're not with us, they're not interesting to my siblings. So there we go. Yeah. Good enough for me. One last thing. Are we going to talk about who that was? Yeah. Um... We just not going to address that at all. Was that God? Yeah, Aiden, I I didn't want to be, like, crass. Uh, Was that your mom? Um, yes, kind of. Oh, shit, that's cool. Well, now you've met each other's parents. God, we've been dating for half an hour and you've already met my mom. <laughs> Raven's going to have an existential moment of, like, I didn't even fucking... Josh, she probably knows who I am. I don't want to say who I am. I didn't even say anything. Or, Fuck, <laughs> I ruined this whole thing. No, you're fine. It's all right. It's probably fine. Oh my god. Should I have said goodbye to them or I love you? Like, that's my grandma. I mean, that's not really... I I mean, it it all works very differently for Celestials. But there is a being who can give life and take it away, as it turns out. That's not news. Well... I mean, lots of beings can affect life energy. But, like, the whole... Right, like... The whole life. Oh. Yeah. Like, pluck a soul from the afterlife and put it back in the body. How many people can do that? Well, they're not really people, but I can think of at least two. Who's the second one? Which two? Well, I don't even know if the second one is still around. But the one that just helped us, 
they don't really have a name. Not the way humans or folk or celestials do. They're just the spirit of the earth. Oh, Mother Nature. Yeah. Mother Nature's my grandma? That's so cool. Oh, I love her. Yeah, me too. I mean, she's the one who made me. Or helped to, anyway. Wait, so is she the reason I can talk to trees? Maybe. If you're channeling anyone's power, you're channeling hers. Craziest family tree ever. (laughs) Aiden just gives you a hug and laughs. And there's a green flash and Mira returns. (gasps) Late night delivery from the Maple Leaf Diner, courtesy of Mira Jones Delivery Service. Hey, how's my mom doing? What did she say? Your mom is a delight. And she said that she appreciated you sending me to check on her. Was she, like, a little freaked out or, like... I didn't appear in your living room. Like, I rang the doorbell. Smart. Oh, thank God. Okay, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, it seems polite. And, uh, yeah, no, she was up. You're you're absolutely right. She was up. She was watching reruns of something uh, and drinking a lot of coffee. She was probably watching Grey's Anatomy. It's, like, always Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) All right, I'll put that in my notes. (laughs) But she's a nurse, so she totally hate watches oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Since it's not accurate at all. <laughs> she just critiques it the entire time about how they use things inaccurately. It's really funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she has a takeout thing. She will hand you your cookie, Raven. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. She's just kind of like hugging the cookie. <laughs> so my mom's okay? How was she? I mean, she wasn't weeping. She's worried about you. I mean, rightfully so. You've been in a lot of trouble lately. Yeah. But we always seem to get out of it. We're pretty capable. I think she would worry even if you had an army at your side. Parents are like that. Yeah, I know. I've got many of them now. She gives you like a little knowing smile. By the way, thanks for coming back. I, uh, I didn't want to sleep by myself. Oh, can we go to bed now? Yeah, (sighs) I think I'm ready for bed. Girls talk in the trailer? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Cool. And uh, Felicity like is like sort of half skipping, jogging up to the trailer to go inside and go get ready for bed. Okay. Aiden, Mira, and Raven, you're joining too? Yep. They all head in there. As soon as the door is shut, Felicity has grabbed her PJs, but she immediately turns to them and like points at Raven and Aiden. Hey, I'm really happy for you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> So, like, how how long have you guys known? Uh, um, <laughs> you go first. <laughs> no, yeah, well, all right. Um, oh, this is really cute. <laughs> it was when we um, we went to Echo Bay after you summoned the bee spirit and we went flying together. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of liked you before that, but that's what I knew for sure. Wow, I guess I really fall into the useless lesbian trope because I, you know, I kind of thought that moment was it, but also, you know, there was no way. We were just flying romantically through the sky as friends, you know? Right, yeah, a totally platonic thing to do. Yeah, holding hands and sailing through the clouds <laughs> as friends. Yeah, right. Roommates. Yep. Mm-hmm. Extremely platonic. <laughs> Absolutely how I meant it at the time. <laughs> oh, me too, yeah. No, sh- for sure. Are you guys lying right now? <laughs> <laughs> Only to myself. Aiden just told you a lie right there. (laughs) (laughs) She absolutely meant it romantically. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, Raven did too. She's just being silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys. <laughs> you see Aiden has like a bit of like a, her gold is like peeking through her in your cheeks. So it's like her blush. <laughs> oh my God. This is fucking precious. Yeah, Raven's trying to like busy herself with getting her like pajamas and getting herself ready for bed. She's super, super blushing too. <laughs> it's also new. She doesn't know how to talk about it yet. I think Felicity is just like got like Cheshire Cat grin on right now, listening to them explain it all. Um, and it's just like watching them. <laughs> Mira's kind of hanging off your shoulder and being like, God, it's adorable. I can't wait to go on double dates. Oh, <gasps> yes, we must. We're going to go on double dates, right? Right? <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Sorry, I'm in your way. <laughs> like sidestep like around Raven. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think um, at some point, Felicity kind of like, leans over to Raven a little bit because I actually remind me how big is the trailer again like is this like RV style type of thing it's big but okay. for six people it's cramped it's a little cramped mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah for four people in the sleeping area it's definitely a little squishy <laughs> I think at some point if like Raven and Felicity are kind of like squished together a little bit and like Mira isn't quite up in their space and if Aiden's kind of getting out of the way she's just gonna lean over to Raven a little bit hey Raven if you ever want to talk, you know, to someone you're not dating or just like talk as friends, I'm still right here, okay? Nothing's changing between us. Of course, yeah. Thanks, Felicity. I'm really excited for you guys. Me too. <laughs> I don't know if we want to add anything else to this. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we need. That's just like a very cute little scene. I think that's it. I was going to say, do we got it? Is that it? I think we got it. <laughs> cool. Yay. Very cute. I love it. I think Raven's going to poke her head out the trailer door and just be like, we're going to bed. <laughs> just kind of announce that to let everyone be like, oh, yeah, you know, the sun's going to be up soon. Maybe we should get some sleep. Yeah, I think Ray is going to stretch. Ugh, yeah, sleep sounds good to me, too. Have a good night. Does Aiden look like she's going to sleep? I feel like everyone's kind of watching her to see what she does. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that in a minute. Hugo, Whitaker, and Damien. What do the three people left outside do? I'm Lonnie Whitaker, and tonight we're going to rebuild some bridges. <laughs> you did say that. How's Hugo looking? Does he look tired? Does he look hurt? He looks okay, and he's actually working on setting up defenses again, because while this has gone well... It's no sign that the two weeks worth of attacks are stopping anytime soon. All right. Whitaker stands up, goes to Hugo and um, puts a hand on his shoulder to let him pause for a second. Hugo, we should talk. At three, four in the morning? Yeah, because you're awake and I'm awake. And if I fall asleep, I'm never going to give this a chance to. I'm never going to give myself a chance to address it. So yeah, it's it's now it's now or it's not happening. Sure thing. Same vision, more or less. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like when you were in it? What did it feel like? It was familiar, not in the sense of I've done it before, but in the sense of being unable to stop something from happening. It was weird. Whitaker lets out a. 
long breath. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that. Nothing, nothing about what I saw in there made sense, but it felt more than real. It was, it was familiar. I only saw parts of it, though. Where did you go? What did you have to do? Well, I saw you infiltrating my agency because I had made the mistake of trusting you and everything that followed after you exited the picture was just compounding on that. Just a lot of old mistakes piling up on top of each other. When did you realize it wasn't real? Far, far too late into it. Easily after killing, well, essentially the entirety of everything until Felicity showed up and even after Felicity showed up. What pulled you out? On the one hand, I'd want to say just the fact of clearly I died and then wasn't dead. But not even that. Just stuff didn't seem right. Yeah. Carla listening to me doesn't make any sense in any... You remember, right? I'd never shared words with the woman. And frankly, I don't think I want to, with all due respect. Eh, she's not that bad. She killed Ernie in my vision. Uh, I don't know if you caught that bit. No, I didn't catch the... Mm. I mean, say what you want, but Ernie's off limits. <laughs> See, that that right there should have pulled me out automatically. <laughs> Hugo, I, I don't want to be angry at you. I don't want to be angry at you just because you didn't have complete information about Kabe and because you didn't tell us. I don't want to be mad at you for that. All of the anger and, and the guilt that I feel towards you, it's not about you, not really, and, and I'm sorry for making it about you. Everything that happened in my vision has happened before. The reason I had to leave England is because I was responsible for an infiltration and attack on the London Agency of Supernatural Affairs. In the months leading up to the attack, I was, um, I was involved with an individual who I didn't realize at the time was a vampire. And during our time together, I was careless, I was stupid, but worst of all, I, I was trusting of them. I trusted them and I trusted that their secrecy and their introversion was not a red flag, as I assumed it was with you. I made the mistake of trusting them, and because of that, a lot of people got killed. And you are not that person, and you never have been. And I'm sorry for acting as though you were. Apology accepted. However, you're not wrong. Your fears are valid. They all make sense. It's all stuff that could happen. We're going to try our damnedest to make sure it doesn't, but ultimately it could. So what are we going to do about it? The same thing we always do. Work as a team to push off the apocalypse. Hugo? Hmm. No more secrets from here on out? That seems to be the motto. Have you given anything else to Kabe? Did you rely on him in the fight at all? I don't think so. Although, him and I will definitely need to have words about that potential outcome. Keep me in the loop on that. One last thing. Hmm. I feel like I could ask you again and again why you didn't tell us, and ultimately I 
I know the answer, and I don't think looking for a different answer will do me any good. I guess what I really want to know is, what really unnerves me about it is, why did you feel more comfortable giving parts of yourself away to him and not to us? Did you think we'd give you nothing in return? Oh. Why is it that you didn't tell anyone how old you really were? Why is it that you haven't told us exactly what happened to you? Because you all would leave this trailer behind. The mistakes of my past shouldn't... I disagree. The mistakes of your past are integral to figuring out your future. Yeah, I... No, you're right. I I said it myself. I let... I let that shit spill over and I blew up at you about it. To not avoid your question, though, at a certain point, you find that it's easier to always rely on yourself than those around you. And while those around you are dealing with all of their entire stuff, think about all the stuff that Raven's had to go through, all the stuff that Aiden's going through, the entire thing with Damien, hell, the entire thing with Felicity. Mm. The last thing that I can think of that those people need in their lives is the additional chaos of whatever it is that I'm trying to figure out. (sighs) Path of least resistance for lightning. Sometimes the least resistance is just trading away certain things. But the path of least resistance is not always the path of growth. Yeah. Thank you for, for an honest answer there. No more secrets. No more secrets. Oh, shit. Uh, as for no more secrets, um, I'm currently in contact with Agent Bertser and Agent Allstaff, and I did ask them to investigate you because I was not sure if you <laughs> were trustworthy, and I... I'm very sorry about that. No offense, Whitaker. I can call them off. I don't think they... No, no. Keep them going. They're going to need the practice. I wish them luck. And you want to find things out about your life, Hugo? <laughs> yeah. For, for what it's worth, that might actually um, that might actually benefit both of us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad that's on the table now. Wow. <laughs> Y'all, you got me twice tonight. Bam, bam, bam. Oh my god, that seems so good. Oh, just the idea that the reason this group kept so many secrets from each other was that no one wanted to put more of a burden on anyone else is so heartbreakingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm over here weeping. It's on brand. Oh, yeah. I've got a line to end on. Well, please, yeah, go end the scene for us there, Whitaker. Hugo, do you know anything about fencing? We will leave our two boys at the at the fire and transition back inside where everyone is getting sleepy. As you are, like, settling into bed, Felicity, your new spirit climbs up and sits in a little window well where your little bunk in the trailer sits. Yeah, Felicity's just getting cozy in her bunk with her little spirit buddy. It's probably you, them, and like Mira, but you guys are like sitting opposite, so you're like feet are touching. Yeah, we're like sharing a blanket. Aiden is over by your bunk, Felicity, and she says, Hey, I just wanted to make sure you were doing all right. It's gotta be weird having two lifetimes of memories all of a sudden. Yeah, it's a little weird but thanks for checking on me. 
If you have questions or you need me to clear anything up from back then, I remember all of it. Yeah, me too. It's kind of weird having a whole other person become part of you. She looks down at your spirit and says, I guess now you two have something in common. I guess you're right. I just want some time to figure it out for myself. Yeah, I don't want to smother you. If you need space, I understand. Oh, uh, no, not that I, like, need space from you. I just, this has been a lot, and I kind of just need time for things to settle. Yeah, there's a lot still going on. Yeah, we gotta save Damien, and I feel like this could wait. You know, like a few more weeks. Compared to, what, hundreds of years? That's true. You think you'll be able to sleep all right? I'll be fine. I've got my little buddy here and Mira, so... Mira is just sitting opposite you with like a little booklet of Sudokus and she's got like headphones in and she takes one out for a second. You can hear like heavy metal music playing and she just says, what? I thought we were getting ready for bed. No, yeah, we are. Sorry. Everything's fine. Okay. And goes back. (laughs) So yeah, I'm fine. All right. We'll talk about this. Sure. I promise I'm not pushing you away. I know. Do you mind if I stay in here? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you're still my friend. I love you. I love you too. Get some rest. And she'll let you settle into bed. Raven, anything you want to talk about? Um, Raven is sitting in her bunk, writing some stuff down on her notebook. She's writing down a bunch of questions she'd like to ask Aiden someday. Mm. Uh, it's stuff like remembers everything favorite time period knew anyone famous how did you and Freya meet Ashling siblings question mark question mark (laughs) Uh, she'll walk over from Felicity's bunk and sort of peek in at what you're doing just to check on you Raven like snaps the notebook shut (laughs) oh uh, sorry I didn't see anything if that's private stuff no it's it's fine I'm just I'm just trying to get some thoughts out after everything today. There's a lot going on in my brain. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, I, um, I'm not feeling tired, so I think I, uh, I'm just going to stay up and keep an eye out. Okay, yeah. Um, you can stay here if you want with me. You can just, like, sit in my bunk and listen to your headphones and stuff. You sure? Yeah. It, it doesn't bother me. It's kind of nice. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and she'll climb in and, like, sort of sit, uh, let's see. Is she at the window or is she like in towards the room? I kind of assumed that Raven was offering to have her like sit up, like sitting in the bunk, leaning up against the wall with her feet dangling while Raven is laying down sleeping. Okay, gotcha. So she's nearby, but it's not, they're not like snuggling or anything. It's too soon. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't have suggested that she's too nervous. Okay, yeah, so Adam will climb in and just sort of like sit facing opposite you uh, and letting her legs dangle over the edge of the bunk, but she'll sit with you. Mm-hmm. Good night. Talk to you in the morning. Do you fall asleep right away or? Uh, I don't think so. I think she ends up tossing and turning a lot. Felicity is closing her eyes. She is trying to sleep, but it's like when you're up at two in the morning and you Mm -hmm. get that second wind and so you can't fall asleep (laughs) because your body's just in go mode Uh and she's definitely still just in go mode yep I think at one point 
she kind of settles down and falls asleep. And then she does that thing where she like jerks awake, gasping and like sits up. Mm. Hey, are you all right? What's wrong? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Just, just a nightmare. It's fine. Well, you're safe. I'm right here. Yeah, thank you. And she'll uh, squeeze Aiden's hand and then try to just try to lay back down and settle down again. But she's she's still awake. <laughs> Felicity sits up a few minutes later. She is frustrated. She's just, ugh, I'm exhausted. She takes her headphones out. Are you all right? I can't sleep. Raven? What? Can you sleep? No. Do you want some water or something? Uh, yeah, that would be great. Okay, be right back. And she goes against you to some drinks, brings them back. Here you go. Thanks. She'll kiss you on your forehead, and then she hands one to Felicity. Thanks, Mom. <sighs> You're welcome. Uh, that was weird. Aiden's still fine. You don't have to force it. <laughs> She'll sit between the two bunks, and she holds your hand, Felicity, and gives it a little squeeze. Just try to relax. I've got an idea. And she starts to glow, but rather than a bright flash, this light softly flickers and pulses, and it doesn't illuminate the room. It just sends these dancing patterns across all the surfaces. And she starts singing. Dear one, can you hear me? I'm here with you. Sleep now, you are safe and sound. Dry all your tears, I will stay here by your side. Nothing in your dreams will harm you. Darling, do you know how much I love you? How you cause my heart to sing. Hush now and sleep. I will be here when you wake. Awaiting your smile come dawning. Felicity's drifting off, but at the same time, she's crying a little bit. Raven's also crying a little bit. Aww. I'm crying a little bit. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh. Mel also <laughs> might be crying a little bit. I think everybody <laughs> in the F chat is crying a little bit. <laughs> I got them all, gang. <laughs> and in his sleep, a single tear falls down Hugo's face. Oh. <laughs> that was so good. Whitaker's crying, Ray is crying. Natalie, where do you get the audacity? It's like my first day, dude. Come on. Yeah, you know what? That's where we'll end our session. Yeah, like I was going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> Damien gets to go first next week. Damien goes first next week. <laughs> oh, wait. No, we can't end yet. I have one more thing. Hang on. One more thing. Oh, God. There's more? So... She sings this lullaby for you and you cry a little bit because it's so beautiful. <laughs> and she'll repeat the verses a few times and then shifts into just humming the melody. Eventually, you all drift to sleep. And as Aiden sits there quietly humming this tune to herself, she slows down, vocalizing a lyric to herself. 
Hush now and sleep, I will be here when you wake, nothing in your dreams will harm you. And she suddenly throws a hand up over her own mouth and then whispers to herself, I know how we can stop BLs. <laughs> and that's where we'll end our session. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. All right, now All quickly, right. quickly, you know what must be done. All right, no, yep. I don't know how to do I need, I need end of the episode chatter. <laughs> oh, boy. Natalie, you're fucking incredible. Oh, the lullaby killer. Natalie, what the fuck? How dare you? <laughs> I'll see you all in Discord. <sighs> Thank you. I'll see you in Discord. We love you, adventurers. Take care. Oh, my God. <laughs>